Hi, David Thexton here, and welcome to this podcast of Everything Business Consulting, brought to you by the ConsultX Business Success Program. This weekly podcast is for those of you out there who are a business consultant and want to improve your skills and success, or you're new to this profession and want to become a business consultant. People who join ConsultX are ex-corporate employees leaving the rat race, ex-business owners with something to give back, accountants wanting to offer more to their clients, and coaches or existing consultants wanting to upskill. You can become self-employed, enjoy a great lifestyle, and become wealthy by helping your clients become wealthy. ConsultX is an online cloud-based business consulting application that has everything you need if you want to become a successful business consultant. With over a decade of development, ConsultX offers you a unique opportunity to enter the world of business consulting with a complete system ready to run straight out of the box. In other words, once you sign up, you have access to everything you need to build a consulting business for yourself. ConsultX provides a complete web-based training system where you work your way through at your own pace, learning all the important lessons that we've learned over a decade of being in this profession. The training can be as short as five days, or you can space it out over a few weeks. You have a 14-day free trial to ConsultX just by clicking the free trial tab at the top of the website, no credit card required. If this sounds like you, then the contact details will be at the end of this podcast. Hi everybody, David Thexton here. Um, Before we get started on this week's podcast, I just want to introduce some new partners that we have. Stuart O'Brien in Australia, Brian Doyle in the USA, and Nikki and Raj in the Waikato, New Zealand, which is in the central North Island. Now, today's subject is all about radio advertising. Uh, and uh, many of you um, out there around the world have got clients who spend money on marketing and advertising, and and no doubt radio um, could be one of those uh, media uses that they um, they get into into the future. So I've got a gentleman I wanted to introduce you to. His name's Kevin Crane. Hello, Kevin. Hi, David. How are you? Good, thank you. Could you please introduce yourself and um, tell our listeners uh, a bit about your background in the radio industry? Okay, David. Yeah, I've been um, I've been about twenty five years in the in the radio business. I've worked in in various areas. I started in sales. Uh, a lot of the advantages I've had in the radio business is I was in business before I got in here, so I could see the real effectiveness of how radio advertising could work in my own experience by owning my own businesses. So from a, from a business I had, I had a sales background and I moved into the sales and radio and worked my way through and I've lived in various towns throughout New Zealand, been involved in quite a few mergers, started off in a singular small radio station as a salesperson, then moved into a sales management position with a uh, another radio group and we, it was a small station. When I went through the process with that station, I was went into a general manager's position and we developed the station into a seven station format uh, with seven different formats. Our company got merged with another company from the North Island, we're Radio Otago in the South Island, we merged with a place, uh, company called Radio Works in the North Island to become MediaWorks. Then from there I uh, moved from the South Island up into the Auckland which is our capital city, I guess, or the biggest city in New Zealand. and. Worked with a radio group up there to develop from three radio stations that we had when we came into having 10 now 
and merged with a television group and all our online platforms. We do a lot of digital platforms and that sort of thing as well. But the focus of my area at the moment is a sales manager for a for the large operation in Auckland, and I have eight direct reports who are senior sales consultants. And uh, we go to the market and obviously sell in to new businesses or existing businesses, radio opportunities and radio packages. So that's that's probably my experience in a nutshell over the 25 years and that's probably the shortened version for you <laughs> yeah yeah um there's been a lot of changes in radio in new zealand and probably around the world um where um as i understand it um most radio stations were individual single operations and right around the world they've come together as in groups haven't they yeah, and that happened in New Zealand. Like I started when I started in eighty uh, ninety five, I think it was. Now I worked for an independent radio station, and then they, they all the independents. New Zealand was one of the forerunners when it came to radio stations per capita. There was a lot of radio stations and a lot of innovation, uh, and so a lot of our people have great experience. They've gone through through the world to help and assist in other areas through in the world to, to develop the way we develop things here, which was a very competitive environment. But over the last um, 10 years, I guess, or 14 years, the big groups have sort of merged, brought each other out, um, you know, brought into other things, and all the, all the independents have now been drawn into really into two buckets, which in New Zealand is MediaWorks, and on the other side is NZME. We both have ten-year-old radio stations and a few other platforms and bits and pieces. So, so for a, for a retailer as such, it's an easier buy, I guess, because there's two options in the market, two options with twenty options between them, as far as stations are concerned. So, um, it works. It, it works quite well in a sense that you can get a singular rep to go to into a business and 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 find a solution with the 10, say the 10 offerings that they've got as far as the radio stations and how those stations fit the target. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of changes in that, in that area. Yeah. So, so you're at MediaWorks, and could you just tell our listeners, just give us a little bit of a background as to what you, you, you said what your position was, but what does that entail? What, what is it that you're a sales manager uh, in the North Island? Um, yep. What's your sort of day-to-day um, um, work look like? Well, it's really uh, the. I have eight, or actually, I think I said eight, but I think I've got nine. Um, various roles. I do a bit of training, uh, sales training through the group. I've, I'm a certified Gallup coach as well, so I, do, I work on um, strengths with my team, uh, talents, and that sort of thing, and, uh, and you know, uh, strengthening up those areas. I. But a day-to-day basis with really a lot of meetings with each of the individual reps. I probably have three or four meetings a day just sort of brainstorming seeing where they're progressing what opportunities are in the marketplace uh, what sort of assets we can apply to certain clients or briefs and that sort of thing i spend a reasonable amount of my time on on the street as well in the sense of out to out external appointments uh, again assisting and putting together programs and assisting the reps and the clients with the experience i have to come up with solutions and that sort of thing to try and fit the you know, fit our products into their into their markets and that sort of stuff. So that's the main push for me. I do. Yeah, I guess that's that's probably it in a nutshell. 
Um, our global consultants work with thousands of businesses uh, and the business owners, and they get involved with assisting them in formulating marketing and advertising programs. Can you give them some insights as to the reasons why advertising should be high on their list? It's so that was advertising, advertising program, radio advertising. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this the one thing that has. I mean, about ten years ago, I suppose it was about ten years ago. It might have been a bit longer than that. Correct me if I'm wrong. But when the iPod and all that came out, and obviously there was opportunity for online um, biz, uh, online radio formats that people could pick their own tunes. And now you got Spotify and Apple, yep. all those kind of formats, and so. A lot of people thought that uh, the comments out there in the media were that radio was on its way out, it was dead. And I guess to some degree we were a little bit worried or a bit concerned as well. In reality though, when you think about it, you know, iPods and, and picking your own music has is, is, is always been there. It's just it's become a little bit simpler now. We've always had um, record players and tape recorders and, and you know, I can remember the days of CD, you know, CD, what do you call them, um, Walkmans and the CD Walkmans, Walkmans yeah. and that sort of thing. So the actual introduction of those sort of uh, portable recording devices wasn't new, it was just the capacity those recording devices had and the simplicity of them, I suppose. But, the, you know, we, we were a little bit concerned, I guess, because people were able to program, there was a lot of hype, but we found that one of the things that radio brings to people is it, it brings company to people. Like, to, to actually put together your own program on a computer or, or on your iPod, or it requires people to put a little bit of effort in. Uh, and they and a lot of people just obviously don't have the time or aren't, don't, aren't that way inclined. There's a certain amount of population that will, and they'll put that effort in, but it's only quite small. So I guess radio, we looked at radio a few years ago, and we realised that there was a whole lot of radio stations that were, I'm probably going a bit off, off track here, but I'll try and pull it back around. There was a whole lot of radio, station, <laughs> a whole lot of radio stations that were all things to all people. I, I think, you know, when you think about the market, when there was one or two stations in those in the marketplace, we had to have uh, radio stations that kind of looked after quite a broad market to try and keep everyone happy. Whereas in radio we looked at um, narrowing the focus and because we had all these radio stations, we realised they all had to stand for something. So they had to have a have a brand essence that, that um, would appeal to a certain amount of the population and not all the population. So we got down to, to stations that were defined into age groups and uh, lifestyle groups, I guess, and you've got what we call hot contemporary or adult contemporary stations. We've got hot adult contemporary. We've got rock stations. We've got classic rock stations. We've got easy listening stations, talkback stations, golden oldie, country, you name it. There's all those sort of focused uh, stations out there. And what that gives the radio stations the ability to do is really target um, listeners in a certain demograph so that when advertisers come on board there's not a whole lot of wastage so when you advertise on the radio now you get the opportunity to advertise to the people you want and you pay for the people you want you don't pay for the wastage around you which a lot of those big stations used to do you know when they're all things to all people but also what that means to the listener is the listener can define their their radio station based on their lifestyle so they can you know they can go onto any station like for example let's say a rock station so you've got a male a man probably in 25 to 50 uh, 25 to 45 year old male that loves rock music when he listens to that station he gets everything he wants off that station he not only gets the music he likes 
He gets the banter that he really enjoys from the jocks and the DJs. He gets the opportunity to enter competitions and win the things that he wants to win. And holidays and information. So everything that flows off that station gives that listener who's in that lifestyle or that demographic the opportunity that they want if they design their own radio station. So you can see that we, radios, we've really defined them clearly into those sort of groups. So I guess I've kind of gone around in circles here. If I'm, I'm looking at why radio should be high on their list. If I was to I define it in a simple way, quite often when I do presentations, and I guess the listeners out there might think about this themselves, I'll do a presentation and say there's 10 people around the table that I'm presenting to and I'll say to those people, I say, when you got up in the, in the, this morning and you jumped in your car and turned the key on in your car, was the radio station that was on in your car today the same station that was on yesterday, the day before that, the week before that, month before that, even the year before that? Eight out of ten people at that table will sort of normally just nod their heads and go, actually, yeah, that, that's me. And the, the reason that people listen to, to, you know, to their stations over and over again is because as human beings, you know as human beings, we're quite habitual. We tend to um, grow towards familiarity. We like familiar things. You think about your day-to-day routine. You go... You go to, um, you know, you, you go to your favourite coffee shop, get your coffee from your favourite coffee shop. You usually have a few options for lunch. You normally have a few options for dinner. If you're going to go out for a drink or have a beer or go to some, a, a restaurant, you generally gravitate towards what you know and what you're familiar with because you like it. And with radio stations, because we've been so defined in the way we put them together that we hold our listeners, and generally most of the time our, our listeners love to go to the same place they've been before. They love to go where they're familiar. They love to go where they feel comfortable. They love to know go where they're always going to get the same sort of stuff that they've always enjoyed. And I guess the long-winded part of that whole story was the reason that radio works so effectively for people these days is simply there's no other format out there at the moment that you know that every morning the same group of people are going to be tuned into your message every day. So there's, and without them having to do anything other than hops, hop in somewhere and press a button. So as a single reason to, for people to advertise, that is the, that's the most, one of the most valuable and one of the reasons radio is still surging ahead today because Basically, if I hop my car today and I've been listening to that same radio station, I hear the same message from you as an advertiser. And the only way that I can build trust and rapport with an individual is to be there on a regular basis. And radio does that for people. So that's just one of the singular reasons that it really, these days, is very, very effective because it's those people are there regularly. You can build a relationship. With relationship building, you build trust. And from trust, people purchase. So it is. I don't think you can. There's no. There's no other real format that you can do that where it's. No, it's, no. it's so easy. Yeah. Let's just go off script a little bit here because um, I'm just wondering, and for the benefit of the people who are listening out there, <coughs> is can you give your opinion on radio versus newspaper advertising? I, I think what it is is I. I don't think there's any issues out there with people realising that, that uh, print media has taken a hammering from from online uh, you know or online businesses or online competition print media is one of those, it's a content it's always been a content um, medium in the sense that the, the, one of the hardest things with newspaper is that 
people design their ads to stand out and on the same page they compete with all the other ads that are people are trying to stand out with unless you're on a full page obviously which is probably the only way to do it but not only that they, the biggest competitor with your message is the editorial so if there's photos and a really good story people get drawn into that story and it's really hard to make an impact around the edges to stand out of people because people are engaged in what they're what they're reading and the content the the um the other thing is that it's um i mean i mean that is the, that's the that's the major thing i've just lost my train of thought there actually for a minute but um the and the other sorry and the other thing is that within the new you know re repetition and frequency of what really builds a message. I've always said to people, if you want to go in the newspaper and really make an impact or do something that really stands out, put an ad on every page. So that every time people flip the page over, they start to see your ad. And when I was in business, I used to do that. I used to put a little ad on the top right-hand corner of a, of a newspaper because it's the only way you can get cut through in a situation where people are so engaged in the, um, in the editorial is to pop up every time they turn the page. So they kind of go, and, and I'll tell you what, some, some people have said to me after, they said, oh, I saw your ad in the paper, you had it in three times, and I said, no, I actually had it in ten times, but you only started to see it after the seventh, and then you realised it was yeah. there three more times. So again, and, and that's where radio has the, for a start, newspaper you have to sit down and read for a start, and you actually have to take some time out and you have to have to browse through it and put your feet up or do whatever you do, whereas radio is just, it's on the go. So you can be in your car, you could have a headset on, you could be running it through your phone, you can be sitting at your desk at the office doing a whole lot of stuff and the radio is still in the background, you can be in the tool shed, you can be out you know, in the garden, uh, driving around with the kids in the car, whatever it might be, radio can be there in the background with you and it's amazing that when that message comes out continually, you'll start to pick it up. So... Again, that's that's just a it's probably reasonably. I guess that answers the question there in the sense. Yeah, of yeah, and and you made a point before that I just want to build on um, about difference between radio and newspaper is when you buy a radio commercial, yeah. uh, you own that radio station for that thirty or sixty seconds. Uh, whereas in a newspaper, as you said, you're competing against a whole lot of other people, um, the, the editorial and the advertising as well. Yeah, so so and radio comes to you, I, would you describe it as being linear? Like it's coming at you, you're listening to it, and you, and, and you listen to one ad at a time rather than opening up a giant newspaper broadsheet and being bombarded with all sorts of um, ads and copy that's trying to influence you. Yeah, and I, I also that you know you think about you think about the way that you um, that you learn sometimes you know like it's uh, I, I was thinking about we talk about the radio quite often with songs and how you learn songs off the radio sometimes you'll you'll start to hear the song a few times you'll start to sing along to some of the verses and that sort of thing and you'll start to learn more about that song as, as, as a process as you hear it over a couple more days and over a few more weeks and then over a month or so and then you know and you and then what happens is the song becomes something that I mean I've it's happened to me where I can be outside you know in the gardens and the radio is going quietly inside and a song just the first bars of a song will come up and you know exactly what the song is and you start to sing along to it even though it's way way in the distance and it's yeah. almost subconscious sometimes you probably don't even know you're doing it 
And I guess that's, that's one of the other really strong points of radio, that if you're there consistently week in, week out, and that is that is the big thing with radio, you've got to be there consistently like anything. You start to build, a, people get familiar with the brand, they get familiar with you, and it becomes one of those things that sticks in the back of their mind, and hey, it mightn't activate them straight away to come and buy your product, and uh, um, but it will be one of those things that sits in the back of their mind. So when when they they're thinking they need some new tyres, or they need something done in the house, or they need some fast food, or, or something like that, they uh, yours is the yours is the brand that stands out because it's just been with them on that journey. Mm. Mm. Over the years, um, you've worked with many clients. Can you tell our audience a couple of examples of some unique ways that radio has been used to promote a client's business? That was quite a difficult one, actually, like when you um, think about that one, because there's obviously there's hundreds of clients as such. I, you think about our business, it's a multi-million dollar business, and we, we turn over a lot of revenue every month. There's a lot of very successful people out there. I, one of the ones that's just recently, actually, that if, if anything, it's quite an interesting one, is a, is a company called God Inc. Uh, and it's an on, online business. So most online businesses are selling a sales in cartridges online. Yep. And a, a lot of um, people that are online, have online businesses, um, believe that they should be online because it's an online business. So they forget about traditional advertising. So... The company started about three years ago, and obviously you had to, you know, it was pretty well balls out to start with to get to get the brand out there. Very unique ads, and that's one of the things we should touch on a bit more. Is the creative is very very important when you're advertising to stand out. And yep. uh, year on year, they've grown 60% year on year and continue to grow. And they and being an online business, they have not done any SEO, so have not done any search engine optimization, and no at Google AdWords. Everything in that business has been driven off the radio. And wow. yes, the, mm. yeah, and the good thing with the radio too is that all their competition are all fighting and paying Google thousands of dollars yep. to, um, to get their AdWords up to the top of the list to get people to buy off them. So the cost of acquisition is massive, and these guys are sitting on the radio all on their own because not everyone thinks it's dead. Um, just going out there to. I've heard it. I, I've heard the. Yeah, I've heard the ad probably a hundred times. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, and most people we speak to, they they've heard of it, and there's a lot of people that have heard it but never done anything about it. But that doesn't matter yet. The fact is that one day, when you're in a position where you think you're in a hurry to get ink and you don't have the opportunity to do it, and you just go online, bang, and you'll be a customer. You know, so it's just it's just that, and it's one of those. Those guys, they put the plan together, and it's, it's not, it wasn't a one-month plan or a three-month plan or a six-month to see if it worked. It was simply, if we get this right and we get out to the people, we have faith that there's a whole lot of people listening at a given time, and at some stage, those people will engage with our product. They'll enjoy the engagement. They'll build up trust and rapport, and over a period of time, when they need us, we'll be on that list, and, and, um, and that's, you know, they'll buy ink off, the, off Got Ink. So... Yeah, yeah. So it's a great story, actually. <clears throat> yeah, and and the catchphrase is "stink." I've got no ink. Yeah, stink. I'm out of ink. Yeah, I'm out of ink. Yeah, okay. stink. I'm out of ink. <laughs> yeah, and you get. I mean, I've gone into clients and I've told them about it, and they go, "Oh, my kids sing that to me in the back of the car, yeah. and they do this and they do that." So, 
So you can see the creative. I mean, that was gold. That was absolute gold. That that phrase that the guys came up with for for the yeah. creative. <clears throat> but the creative is, um, yeah, it's a big part. Um, as you know, I came from radio a long, long time ago, and and one of the um, uh, phrases that we used to use when we were talking to clients was "radio is the theatre of the mind." Can you explain that to our audience and what that means? You still use it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's another powerful, powerful tool. The, the, the basis or the essence of the whole thing is that we all, you know, you, if the, it's, the easy one is if, um, if you've read a really good book. So we, you read a really good book and then you go to the movie. Very often the movie seems hollow. It seems empty. It, you know, the person who was the hero kind of wasn't the you know he wasn't who you thought it was uh the the lady that was the heroine she wasn't quite the person you thought she was yet the physical look doesn't look how you felt that she should look and the sunsets are a little bit this and a little bit that you know the car doesn't quite move the way you thought it would and all that thing and that's simply because when you read something you create your own pictures so the power of that for an advertiser is, I use this example and they will laugh at me for doing it, but anyway, it's one of the ones that I came up with for years ago. And I say to them, group of people in the room, I say, look, okay, I've got, this, I've got this couch, okay? And the couch is, it's about, probably about two metres, 2.2 metres long. And it's, it's, uh, it's long enough for me to lie in it quite comfortably and I'm quite tall. And it's got rolled arms on the side. It's, and it's actually a red couch. You know, don't freak out because it's not a red, red couch. It's actually kind of a burnt, faded kind of red, and it's it's a really cool colour. Now on the on the back, that's not the back's not too high. It fa- it's it's shaped the same way as the as the sides, and it's slightly rolled. And the feet are these wooden feet, but the wood really blends in beautifully with the red and really offsets it. It's quite comfortable. So when you sit in it, you, it's not so plush that you sink right in but it's just nice enough that you know it, uh, it it's comfortable and your legs aren't too and it's quite low to the ground now if i had a if i was in a room with a whole lot of people and i said here's a here's a swab uh i'll give you a whole lot of swabs of red you you pick which red you thought it was and then i said to them okay um uh, you know, here's a here's a here's a pencil. I'd like you to draw that couch, and you can just about guarantee that each person would draw the couch similar to what I explained, but it would be different because each person would have they would they would see the couch the way they wanted to see it, and the reds would probably be all slightly different because they would pick the red that they saw. So what that means to an advertiser is simply you, when you're enticing someone with your message. You entice them in a positive sense so that everyone that hears your message comes up with their own picture. So if you put a so if I put a picture of a red couch up in front of someone in front of those people and I said, There's a red couch, who likes that? Half of them would go, Well, that's not a very nice red, I don't like the red, or that's kind of not the couch I would I would normally get, and you've kind of lost them. But if I said to them, I'd explained it and said, Okay, let's go outside now and let's I'll show you the couch, and I've got them into my store to have a look at the couch, come into my store and have a look at the couch, they come and they go, oh, it's not really the couch I was after, but you can go, well, what about the other couches over here and what about that couch over there? So you can see that it's that theatre of the mind without, it's just, yeah, it's, it's always will be a positive outcome for the person listening because they make up the own, their pictures in their own mind, if that makes sense. 
Because they're going to make up their own couch. You're going to give them some some um, leaders to just to um, lead them in the right direction, but they're actually going to create their own couch. That's it's right. It's going to become personalised to them. Absolutely. So they they that message to them is positive because they haven't seen it. So what they've seen is what their mind has given them. So, yeah, it's very powerful. And a lot of people who have a visual product, they say, my product's visual. I need people to see it. You don't have to. If you can put some amazing creative together, and, you know, I'm pretty amateurish at the red couch explanation because I'm sure you can put a lot more depth into it. But, you know, you can see how, um, you know, how that can work really effectively against um, showing people something and half the audience that sees it doesn't like it. Yeah. So, you know, you should, when you theater of the mind, 100% of the audience will like what they hear because they've made up the impression in their mind. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's a, that's a great story, that. Um, <clears throat> tell us a bit about the internet and how, um, we all know how it's become a big part of our lives today. Uh, can you tell the audience how radio can be linked to the internet and websites for maximum effectiveness? Yeah, definitely. This, I mean, websites are a, a great tool for radio to partner with. It's uh, there's been lots of studies done, and, and we've got a few studies. We've got a study that's been done in Canada, England, and in Australia about the uh, how effective radio works with websites. I mean, most it's a given these days. Most companies should have a good website. Um, the the information that we get on a regular basis is that every just about every purchase is researched now online so if people haven't got a good website with a lot of depth and a lot of ability for people to connect with it or interact with it uh, they will be losing out in the future so it's whether you've got chat Mm. rooms on your website or you've you know you've got uh, heavy content and the ability for people to really research and find out about your products and compare them to others if you haven't got that you're going to struggle in the in the in the world as you move forward so yeah yeah so and the the thing with websites is is obviously google is the monster that owns owns the ability to search for most of these websites and we end up having to pay them a fortune and and basically pay more and more for words to keep people coming to our sites with radio obviously like i spoke about before you have the ability to grow a um a brand and get top of mind so that when people come to your website they type your name in first and that's what got it what happened with god inc um is basically everyone that comes to God Inc. All the searching through Google is there's no search, but basically they print, they just type in the browser the the, the brand name uh, God Inc. and go straight to the website. So you're not competing with anyone else when you go onto the Google page to say, okay, I want an electrician. You go electricians and you compete with about five, ten on one page anyway, and then about three advertised. So and all you're doing then is starting to keep here prices. So yes, there's a re- there's an area for Google as far as indexing and, and research is concerned, but it's just like the yellow pages. Um, it's not advertising; and it doesn't give you the ability to build a brand. So I guess with you know, like there was a Canadian research done uh, last year where it was um, a radio ad prompted, you know, within 24 hours, a uh, about 45% of the audience gets prompted. Uh, through radio ads really effectively and 38% of those people prompted typed the web address directly into the browser. So there's, I mean, there's a lot of stats that I could throw out there and I'll just go through a couple more, but 
and if people need any more information, I can just I can fire through the um, the reports. The 35% of listeners are influenced who went to a website was influenced um, by radio, and those 35% of those people influenced purchased. So it's got a high threshold for per- uh, for purchasing. So it's just not people wasting their time. They're actually driven. They already know the brand because it's that's uh, been with them over a period of time. So it's not like they're searching to find out if these people have, are credible or not. They already know the credibility because it's something they've heard and been with, you know, every morning when they jump in their car for for weeks and weeks or months and months. Yeah. Um, the English. Uh, <coughs> Survey that uh, or reported that uh, that radio boosts um, brand browsing by an average of 52%, and that's that's why this is quite technical kind of stuff. So I probably won't go too much into depth, but it's basically by adding radio to a a multi-platform advertising package, if you like, it, it can boost it by 52%, which means it almost boosts it. So you can put all these other things together, maybe print and TV and and online, you put those together, but then you add radio and it boosts that whole lot again by 50% or 52%. So it's, it's, got, a, it's got a real ability. Radio is immediate and has an immediate effect on browsing and over 50% of the people surveyed said that they would go online after hearing a message within 24 hours. So even though it was, yeah, it was, if the offer was good, and uh, it was driven the right way, the actual uptake on people going, hearing that message and going to a website was quite quick. And it- That's amazing, really, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, when you think about other um, media platforms like the Yellow Pages, which kind of just dribbles along, and um, radio is absolutely immediate. Like As you said, you jump in the car uh, and you turn it on and immediately you'll start to receive messages from um all these advertisers, plus, of course, yeah. the music or the talk, yep. depending on the station. Um, and th- this has got to have some significant benefits, really, um, like um, especially on the weekend. Is there any surveys being done on the weekend and the power of radio when people are not at work or not going to work? Yeah, it's the same sort of thing. I mean, people uh, the radio is one of those things that people just take with them. So it's, it doesn't actually matter what time of the – I mean – Again, go refer back to God Inc. I mean, God Inc. is a um, obviously it's an online business, so it can go twenty four seven. But it, um, they kicked off their whole year, their first year was kicked off as only weekend advertising because they wanted to have high penetration of one of an audience, and they couldn't yeah. really afford to do it during the week because the, um, the obviously the rates are a whole lot higher. But like I said right at the start, radio listeners are habitual. And the weekends are actually a little bit defined by that because in the sense that there's a whole lot of people that are dropping their kids to sport, people that spend their time in the garden, still guys that are at work. You know, in Auckland particularly, in the bigger cities, a lot of people working 24-7 shifts and all that sort of thing. So you can still get to a really consistent audience, but also the weekends gives you the opportunity of people that dip in and out. So their, their routines change quite a bit. And this is a whole lot of listeners that are coming in and going and not, and not um, that mightn't be there this week, but will be there next week and there's a whole lot of listeners that are really solid so with God Inc they um, and the rates are good so it gives them good opportunity and a lot of people want to advertise on the weekends because they think oh we're not open or a Monday to Friday business or we're this or we're that it doesn't actually matter people hear that message and they carry it with them and they remember when they need to so it's it's if it's a branding situation it's 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 amazing if it's a call to action then obviously you have to have that call to action that day 
Um, but even if it's a weekend call to action or a weekday call to action, it doesn't actually matter because they mightn't do something about it today, but they'll, it'll be top of mind. And by the time the you know they get into that mode, they'll they'll use it. So sometimes I think people get well, people do definitely get too caught up on exactly what zones they should be and where they should be. When the real thing is to make sure you're consistent to an audience, and the message you know is inspiring in that sense. So weekends are fine. Just you get good value for money. <laughs> So, yes. Well, that's great, Kevin. That's great. You certainly have a wealth of information that our audience will have found really useful with their clients. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming on the show. And uh, it's been a bit of a trial for us to get together, but we finally managed to do it with technical yeah. issues and things. So yeah. uh, thanks very much. Have a great evening. And um, I hope that was uh, very informative to all our people out there. My definition of a lifestyle business is one where you decide the hours you work, who you want to work with, and how much you want to earn. Many people I talk to describe in detail the drudgery of their current job. Hours of commuting, boring meetings, little chance of promotion, and remuneration, just enough to live on, with little or no chance of improvement, and the very real possibility of being made redundant if the worst happens. Imagine a business where you can take the kids to school when you want. Have a three or four day weekend when you want. Cut out the commuting and have complete freedom of your time. Business consulting is a business where you get paid for what's between your ears, not the hours you work. Working on a percentage of revenue fee basis frees you from time-based earning systems and takes away all income ceilings. I've worked as a consultant from home since 2005 and right now I'm looking out of my office window at the green rolling pastures of New Zealand uh, about 50 kilometres south of Auckland. Fantastic. And I work the hours that suits me. And I can take a holiday whenever I want to. But in order to move forward as a business consultant, you have to make some important decisions and make that change. You've already started that change by listening to this podcast. This podcast is all about that change and each week we'll be presenting a number of topics and features that will be of interest to you whether you are already a consultant or you're looking to become one. We'll interview people in our network and we'll dig deep into what makes them tick and why they have become a successful consultant. We'll read out your letters and questions and answer them for you. We'll discuss a case history from our client files. We'll discuss a special topic each week from our listeners' suggestions. And we'll interview people who are not in our network but have some interesting information for you as you start work with business owners. Bottom line is, if you're a business consultant and you want to improve or you want to become a business consultant, then this is the podcast for you. If you want to get more information right now, then go to www.consultx.com. I'll repeat that, www.consultx.com. There you will find everything you need to know to become part of our global Consultx network.